everybody out there in the interweb and beyond. This is Emmett Watkins Jr. here with the Lost Hero Games podcast. And today we are joined by, of course, Alan. The first of his name. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, damn it. You're right. I, I try to remember to do everyone's name because I say my whole name just without thinking. And then I say everyone else's first name without thinking. I have to be more consistent about that. We're here with Alan Miro. Uh, howdy. Hey, <laughs> very theatric, and we are back with Lou once again. Hey, what's up, Lou? Yep. So that would be technically Lou Gonzalez. Yes, technically it's Luis, but no one calls me that because they always say Louis, and it annoys me. So I just go with Lou. Yeah, I was about to say it seems like you prefer Lou, so I was just gonna stick with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, that's preferable. No, right. no one can pronounce my name, and if Alan's the first of his name, I'm the eighth millionth of mine. <laughs> I feel you. Well, D-O-P-E indeed. Um, so welcome back to the show, y'all. So uh, later on, we're going to get to the news. We got uh, possible Avengers stuff happening at the Game Awards. We got some FCT stuff in the loot boxes. And of course, Red Dead Online is going to get talked about extensively. But first, as always, we're going to talk about what we've been playing over this last week. Um, do any of you gentlemen want to go ahead and take the court first? And discuss uh, what you've been Red playing? Dead. Well, yeah, of course, Dead Red Dead. We'll, we'll try. I, I want to keep Red Dead yeah. so we can uh, kind of tangent that into the news. But um, uh, Alan, have I know you've been playing a few things. Yeah, I've been playing uh, Darksiders 3. Yeah. I want to uh, talk about Darksiders 3, if you don't mind. Because um, I've yet to play it. I am going to be doing the review for the site. I have yet to play it. I just got my copy. Like I walked in to record this podcast and it came in the mail. So I'm going to be playing this over the next couple of weeks. But um, how are you liking it so far? Oh, I love it. Oh, boy. I knew you. I knew you were going to say that because you talked about it positively elsewhere. Um, damn. So what exactly are you enjoying about it? It feels like. A Castlevania, like a different take on Castlevania. Hmm. Like the gameplay or narrative wise? Uh, gameplay wise. Oh, okay. That's not what I was expecting. Yeah, because uh, her main weapon is a whip, I believe, right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, literally the box artist, her surrounded by her whip. Yeah. It's, uh, it looks very, because like I'm a big fan of Darksiders for the gameplay, especially. Um, but I keep hearing that it's really difficult. Are you having a hard time with the game at all? Not really. Oh, you're just like running through it? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, wow. I wouldn't have guessed that. It it just seemed the only like the yeah. only downside is okay, so the plot of the game is to is the Shard Council sending Fury to capture the seven sins. Yeah. The first boss fight with Envy. You have mm -hmm. to do platforming and like very simple platforming. But the camera kind of screws things up sometimes. Uh, uh, bad camera work like can ruin games. Yeah, I know it's one of the big I, complaints from uh, God of War. Yeah, with the over the shoulder camera from God of War. Yeah. yeah. Which is a game I liked, but it, I, there, that's definitely like the easiest criticism of that game. So, like, bad camera work can really hinder 
Yeah. And for this game specifically, I've heard that take where the camera kind of fucks it over sometimes, but because it's it's kind of in that same style, right? Where it's that third person action kind of. um... Well, just looking at gameplay, the the camera here is way is further back out where instead of Kratos taking like 60 percent of the screen here, Fury takes up like 20 because it's zoomed out like a good. Okay. So, so it's more yeah, like it's GTA style zoomed out, like a little bit for, like that far back. I think you could say that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. it's like think like uh, there's no good example. Yeah, let's just go with GTA. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, so the game like there's yeah, like you said, like there's games where you're kind of just over the shoulder and your guys like torso up and GTA, you're almost seeing you just don't see their ankles there that you're that far back. Oh, it's even further back than that. Oh, you can straight see the floor that they're standing on. Yeah, like you can see her walking okay. around. Yeah, it, it's it's not quite like original God of War, like before the reboot, but it's definitely like far back enough where you can see it. But yeah, oh, you know what's a good probably like Spider Man. Yeah, Spider Man sounds that that's exactly it. Mm-hmm. That is like the exact perspective. So, um, has the camera been like screwing up your gameplay experience that much? Aside from the first boss fight, not that much. Oh, okay. That's good to hear. And like previous Dark Darksiders games, I've run some to, into some makers. Oh, okay. I for you know what I I I knew those were in the game because I saw gameplay of it, but that's nice. Maybe you don't spoil with specific ones, but yeah, that's neat. I'm I'm looking forward to that. Hmm. Yeah, and I was. Obviously, you know about this because I was talking about it in the chat. Yeah, I was confu- a little confused about where it took place in the timeline because there are humans still around. Yeah, I had to hammer that one out. I was pretty sure because even I ended up being a little bit confused as to where it takes place in the timeline. Um, God, what did we we eventually came to a consensus that it was something else? You, that it- we came to the conclusion that it was before war sent back to earth yes it was it is before war got sent back to earth but because yeah they mentioned the the other two they mentioned death and strife yeah they say death is missing and strife is doing is doing our business currently yeah or is doing some some mission for us currently I need to know what the hell Strife is doing. Because that's one thing I'm concerned about. Because the the thing everyone, all the Darksiders fans are hoping for is that Darksiders 4 has all the horsemen fighting alongside each other. And the crazier of us Darksiders fans is hoping that it's four-player co-op hack and slash, which would be really dope. But, like, I don't know if that's going to happen. But I'm hoping that's the case. But if... If if the game ends up being about whatever Strife is doing in this timeline, then it can't be the continuation of the ending of the first Darksiders where, spoiler alert, uh, War summons the rest of the Horsemen. That can't happen if it's just going to go talk about whatever Strife's doing in the meantime while these other Horsemen are doing their stuff too. So I don't know. And plus, we already know what we know if you played Darksiders 2, I'm, I'm not going to spoil this just in case people want to go back for two at least, but something happens at the end of two where death is pretty much accounted for and there's a reason he's not in these other games. So like 
I don't know, man. I, I, I hope they pull that off. But um, it's uh, from what I've been hearing, um, I've been getting like a lot of like middling reception to the game. I've been hearing it's a lot of like people either hate it or they're like, it's fine. So uh, I guess which side are you aiming towards? It sounds like you're not hating it or anything. Would you say you're like enjoying it or? Or is it just yeah, more I'm enjoying it. Okay. Ooh, that's a relief. Because <laughs> your boy's got to pop this sucker into the system pretty soon. So I'd hope you'd be enjoying it. But yeah. I've heard it's one of those where as long as you have your expectations set, then, you know, you're good to go. Well, that's that's good to hear, though. Uh, I, I, I mean, like I said, I just got the copy today. I'm going to... I'm actually gonna silently pop it into my system while we're talking so i can have this thing installed and ready to go actually i'm not gonna do that i have five percent left to play in red dead redemption to finish the story so i'm doing that tonight first um but yeah uh so awesome we'll have more things to say about darksiders next week i'm sure because i'm gonna play the hell out of it uh so yeah what else are you playing man uh star wars the the old republic nice specifically knights of the fallen empire yeah. Yeah. I remember you saying you played this in a previous podcast as well. So, uh, yeah, you, you didn't get to talk about it much that time. So, uh, so how are you playing this playthrough? Are you like doing, well, is this isn't your first time playing it? I don't think, right. I first played it about seven years ago oh. when, I, when it had just launched. Okay, so this is definitely a, a blast to the past then, huh? Yeah, and... I decided to resubscribe to the game rather than just play for, for, free, for free. Oh, oh, so this is the MMO one then, huh? Yeah. Oh, okay. Why did I think you were talking about the, the, uh, the single-player one for a minute? Okay, so it is the MMO. Nice. Oh no! Because I was playing the Knights uh, of the Republic. I was wow! Playing, I was playing it through uh, backwards compatibility on Xbox. Okay. Okay. All right. I got it twisted. Then. All right. So both yeah. are in play. Although I would say, if anybody wants to play those old games, you really need to play them on PC because there's an infinite number of mods that make the game so much better. Is it available on? It's on Steam, right? Yeah, I know both those games are available on Steam. They should be really cheap. But like people have like updated the graphics to be way better. And then especially there's like a ton of really cool mods to like change some of the way the characters look to different characters, especially like the droids. And is the droid um Alan, do you remember is it HK forty seven? Yeah. Yeah, he is like one of the best characters in Star Wars. Huh. Wow, that's yeah. high praise. He's hilarious. Well, once I once I get myself a better computer that can run Torchlight 2 without dying, then sure, I will pop onto that. Um, yeah, dope. So, uh, so in the MMO at least, um, are I mean, are you just like getting used to that grind again, or is it more for the narrative? Uh, what's got you back in it? I uh, whenever I want to get myself in a better mood, I watch the the. Uh, Galactic, Galactic uh, timeline supercut that someone made. Oh, for is is that like the animated series or is that a cut of the movies? 
No, it's it's something that was had like they released, I believe, one or they lived they released twelve or thirteen of these. Is that all these stuff for that's not canon anymore? Oh well, that all the Kotor stuff and all the public stuff isn't isn't uh, canon. Uh, it's like in a mixed thing because I think in Rebels, which is the cartoon that just wrapped up on Disney DX, there they mention like the old Republic and they does a lot with Mandalorian. So like there's a lot of mention of stuff. So the old Republic stuff is like sort of in a limbo, canon wise. Yeah, the only thing they haven't come come right out and said is canon is Re- Revan. Oh yeah, Revan, yeah. Huh. That's okay. the like antagonist of the first game, kind of. No, no, pro- protagonist of the first game. Well, it both. Yeah, he serves. That's Are right, you... get it right, snap into four corners. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Either. one of those things, trying not to spoil a game that's like 20 years old. Well, true. That's a good point as well. Then again, I kept my mouth shut about Darksiders, but that's only like five or yeah. six. But yeah, it's good stuff, though. Uh, other than that, I dove back into W2K19. Really? Okay. Oh. You did not have nice things to say about it in your review that is on the site or on the podcast. So what has you in that? Well, when I was playing it, playing it on the podcast, are playing it it was mainly everything but the my player mode oh so you wanted to go back and investigate it yeah hmm. because my xbox copy or version he looks yeah. like the ultimate warrior ate another dude who was shredded <laughs> okay <laughs> Jeez, that's a vivid image. Oh my god! So, like, so are you like having fun into my player mode, or? Yeah, I finally got like my old computer. Oh wait, were you playing it on PC? Well, I have it for PC and Xbox One. Oh, okay. I didn't realize you're playing this on PC, huh? Yeah, because there's you, you can do a lot with it with mods and giving adding custom music. Wow. Well, that makes sense. That's the place to play in that case. Huh. I finally got to experience or I finally got to see if my computer would be able to run a uh, A-Man Battle Royal. 8 Eight- Oh, wait, like the Battle Royale in the... What is that, like Hell in the Cell or something like no, that? No, it's simply a... Uh, it's an A-Man over-the-top Battle Royale. Oh, okay. It's just like eight men going at it. Yeah, and every time someone would try to skin the cat, they would just get elbowed out <laughs> onto, the, onto the mat. Jeez. Not going to lie, for a second there, I thought you had a mod installed for Red Dead that lets you not only kill cats, but also skin them. And I was about to freak out, and then I realized none of those things are a thing. 
You can't kill cats in Red Dead? I well, I've never seen someone be able to kill a cat, but like even if you could, I haven't you, tried. I've only seen them like a handful of times. You can't pet a cat, so I imagine you can't skin them either. I don't know. Those two are the same thing. But yeah. So hey, your PC can run eight man battle royal. That sounds fun. <laughs> I'm still confused as to whether or not the game's fun for you. Well, where I, where I left off. Mm-hmm. The uh someone are where I left off in the in the story mode. I just got my ass kicked by Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. <laughs> okay. It's a fun combo. And the just a, a funny thing that happened, or just a weird. Mm -hmm. I was doing a U.S. champion open challenge. Huh. And Johnny Gar Johnny Wrestling. Mm hmm. Uh, A.K.A. Johnny Gargano. Okay, I was about to say, that can't be his real name. Yeah, I don't know any of these people. I've been so out of wrestling <laughs> for... I don't know, I'm 31 for 15 years. Well, there's a, not a, there's a lot of new blood, it sounds like, here. Yeah, the most I watch of wrestling is my wife watches, like, Total Divas and Total Bellas, and I will catch them. <laughs> oh, boy. I watched the finale because they would like the finale was really heavy on Jim D'Angelo Nightheart because his daughter is on Total Divas. Ah, uh, well, that's yeah. fun. All I know, all I'll say is shout out Sasha Banks. Anywho, <laughs> but yeah, but as you were saying, you had this really intense moment between all of these WWE superstars. Yeah, so I one of the moves my guy does is a. Uh, Spinning like a jump where he jumps, uh -huh. grabs the guy, and does like a rotating uh, DDT. Oh, okay. And I kept, oh, I kept spamming that move all over and over and over again. And he got bloody to the point where he his upper or his forehead was busted open. Jesus fuck! He had blood over his chest. You Mickey Rourke, the guy. <laughs> he was wearing a he was basically wearing a crimson mask. Good That's god. All. And the the way they chose to like this happens no matter how, even if you have blood off. Mhm. Mm like the blood affects like does he like quit the match cuz of all the blood? No. And the thing <sighs> is it was like getting all over like the way it should have ended is the way Kerry Von Erich versus Ric Flair for the NWA World Title should have ended, where <laughs> blood was getting into Kerry Von Erich's eyes. <laughs> Jesus hell! But no, in that game, they they just treated it as a cartoon. So, like, can I ask you a couple of questions about it, Alan? Because I actually was when it went on sale, which I think it's still on sale. Um, and I was thinking about getting it. Like, is it a good wrestling game compared to maybe the last couple of years? I haven't played a WWE since 16. Whichever one had Stone Cold on the cover was the last one I played. Certain 
Well, actually, you should read my review of it on Lazaro. Yeah. At, at this point, we've pitched it enough. It's going to be in the description of this episode, so you can click that <laughs> link. But yeah, anywho. Is it like good gameplay-wise, I guess, is like probably the main question. There are options to have it be arcade or simulation. So Okay. But like the my player, is there like a lot of decision making? Like is there a lot more that you have to do with I'm trying to remember the like the 16? There was like a little bit you can do with what you wanted to say, but I don't know how much it actually influenced anything. I just remember playing it and it taking way too goddamn long to get out of NXT. And then I got oh, pissed no. off. In in 2K19, you just you you leapfrog over NXT, you go from invading NXT to you only have one match in NXT. Okay, that's good. Because that was actually something that really bothered me in that. And the only game I could really compare these to is maybe like the UFC game, which the newer one of that is total garbage. And I hated it. Yeah, that, that sounds like not a good idea. But it sounds like this one is a little bit different in that respect, huh? It has the best W2K19 has the best story mode of are the best story modes since the GameCube games like Dave Reckoning 2. Oh wow. You may have just sold me on buying it. Huh. Wow. Okay. Well shit, that might be worth it then, huh? Yeah. Well, well, I, I remember during Black Friday it was about sixty bucks. So, or no, it's so, sixty bucks now. It was thirty bucks Black Friday sales. Yeah, and, it'll probably go on sale again right before Christmas or right after, because they yeah. wait for people to get all those gift cards. Exactly. I'm sure you'll be able to get it for thirty or forty within the next like two months. Mm-hmm. Dope, dope, dope. Uh, so, was there anything else you uh got to try out this week? Yes, I'm still playing the winning game for Resident Evil 2 Remake. <laughs> the most fun game of all time. Uh, I'll tell you right now. Uh, well, you've played all the other Resident Evils, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, well, this is a good time to maybe revisit them. I mean, have you played the uh, the PS4 or the, I guess, current gen port of Resident Evil 4? I've actually, I own every copy like on all systems young man <laughs> you are an endearingly extreme person <laughs> i even own the biohazard or the resident evil 4 hd where it's like biohazard 4 hd on steam <laughs> like it's I, the one that w that that version has not been released on any other any other platform but PC. Gee whiz. I actually own that too. I have a rare commodity, even though it's a digital good. Hmm. But it won't run on my computer because this is not the greatest computer of all time. But one day I'll get it <laughs> running. One day I'll get it running and I'll, I don't know, play through it again, even though I beat it on PS4 already. Great game though. Jeez. Yeah. I'll say I'm, I'm very excited for RE remake as well. RE2 remake as well. But I got to be honest, I'm, I'm waiting to get this PSVR. Not that I have. I, I didn't buy it or anything. And I also don't think I'm getting it for Christmas at all because it costs more than a little bit of money. But 
yeah i have a copy of resident evil 7 i've been saving for when i get vr one day and <laughs> good god i want to get into that because i'm actually i'm like a undercover resident evil fan i played five was the first one i played a long time ago oh. but i played five <laughs> it's not that long uh, if i'm being honest it's not that long ago it was free on playstation plus that's the reason why i played through oh, it. i'm saying i i think i played the original when it came out originally god bless <laughs> i i will i will attempt to maybe not make things sound so dated but uh yeah i i played that one uh i played i didn't play six but i played revelations one and two and um, I'm like really into the franchise. I actually own through PlayStation Plus again. I own the remake of the original one. And so I'm excited to, I do want to go through that at some point. So I actually might do that. If I don't play any of these other thousands of, a thousand games I have in my backlog, I might go back to that remake of the original game just to see what's up with it. But yeah, I'm really excited for two because uh, it's in the gameplay style I like closer to Resident Evil 4. And it's already a classic game. So I know it's supposed to be good no matter what. They improved the controls, so that's the one part that probably would have turned me off. Have you ever played Evil Within 2? You know what? I own that fucking game. I own both of them. That is the closest to a like classic Resident Evil game. Or not re- classic Resident Evil. Or Resident Evil 4 without claiming to be Resident Evil 4. For real? Yeah, it's... Tip- it's really good. Should I skip uh, Evil Within One just to play two? Evil Within One doesn't need, doesn't really need to be, need to be played. Hmm. Interesting. Huh. I might. You know what? Now that you said that, I might. That might be the next one I jump into after Dark Siders review is done and Red Dead has been completed. Um. But yeah, that that sounds like a good one. Huh. Okay, you, you might have convinced me. I will uh, I will investigate that in the coming weeks. But um, in the meantime, uh, so I will ask. So it seems like we're going to transition to Red Dead time. Um, but let me, I'm trying to think, is there anything else I've played this week other than just play Red Dead Online? I, I think I really have only played Red Dead Online. I will say, though, I'm really waiting because the Game Awards are happening next week. Um, I am waiting for the Game Awards sale because they usually do a sale for all the nominees. And I have been wanting to play... I've been wanting to play Guacamelee 2 for a while because Guacamelee 1 is one of my favorite games of all time. But Celeste? I want to get my fucking hands on Celeste. Let me tell you, son. So if that goes on sale, I'm picking that up. But um, otherwise, it's been Red Dead City. Uh, Well, let me ask first. Lou, is there any other games you've played besides Red Dead this week? Um, this week, no. That's I've been plowing through the story, and I'm almost done with it. I just think I'm at the beginning of chapter six. Oh, you think you're almost done? That's yeah, I, I know. There's like two epilogues. There's like a lot. I I'm trying to think. I'm going with one character. I'm trying to think. I was just on the thing where you had to use the machine gun. Oh, was, okay. Was that? Oh, nah, I'm not gonna say. You yeah, I'm trying to like dance around saying. stuff. Yeah, did you have to use the machine gun right after coming back? Yes. Okay. Yes, I know where you are. You have to beat to get to the end of chapter six, which is kind of the end of the game. Um, you will have to play like probably another six hours of 
story Holy, missions. Oh, because I was actually one of the things that was funny. It was like I was on chapter three, and then all of a sudden I was like, "Wait, why is it saying chapter six? What the hell happened to four and five? And I don't know if they just didn't do the like text didn't pop up on the screen. Like I got like the cutscenes when it changes chapters. Yeah. But for some reason, the text didn't appear. So I was like, "Oh, I did not realize I plowed through four and five. Yeah, you must have just ran through it because it does give a little flash there as you transition. But yeah, uh, I saw the flash, but there was uh, maybe I was not looking when there was text. Yeah, that might be the case. You you were really running through it then. Jeez. Yeah. Hey, that means you're having fun. Um, but yeah, I will say you because after you're done with chapter six, yes, that would be any normal game that would be the end. But then there's some uh, there's that epilogue and the epilogue is less. Oh, we still have more of a story to tell at that point. The epilogue is just all. Oh, God, I don't you know what? I'm not going to say what it, what I'm not going to say too much, but I will say the epilogue is all fan service. It's still part of the main story. Sure. Well, yeah. Well, it's got to be set up. There's got to be some sort of connective tissue because this is a prequel. So yeah. there's got to be some way to kind of ease this story into what becomes the story of the first game. Yes, and you will see what that is. I'm not going to say much more yeah. than that. I do have um, to say, I have not been shocked by a game. like Not like in a, oh my god, like scary, like in a, I can't believe they just did that twice in one game. Dude, you think that happens twice? Just, oh, young man. <laughs> Once yeah. again, I ain't spoiling nothing. Um, not, not in this episode, but boy, howdy. It's going to yeah. be... Ooh, you got some things coming for you in the middle of chapter six. Young man, Woo! <laughs> I could preach, but I ain't about to preach about single player in Red Dead. Uh, I'm almost done with it myself. So, yeah, I, I'll have a lot of thoughts. I mean, I have a lot of thoughts, but we're going to keep it uh, aimed at one aspect of Red Dead Redemption. And that is the online mode. Um, that is uh, okay. That's why um, that is the main thing I've been playing. Uh that is totally fine. Um, so anyway, God, what am I trying to say? The uh, the online that just kicked off with like a day or two ago, right? The demo or beta for it. Yeah, they've been not uh, they've been staggering out the release for it. Um, yeah. They've been uh, basically it started off uh, ultimate edition. People were the only people that had access to the game. So if you bought like the hundred dollar edition with a bunch of extra DLC and the steelbook, you got access to the game on Tuesday. Um, then anybody who played in the launch week got access. And then after that, everyone got access on Friday. Um, so yeah, now at this point as recording, everyone has a chance to play it. Um, Lou, have you had a chance to hop onto it at all? Um, no, I've been like, I didn't, it's one of those things where like, I'm kind of OCD in game. So I want to finish the story before I jump into that. And I was never like a big GTA on, online guy. I, I did a couple of times, like I get the appeal of it. Um, I think it's much greater in this game because it's the Wild West. So I will be jumping onto it. I just have not yet. Yeah, but I did see you can like customize your dude to look awesome in hilarious ways. Dude, yeah, you can. Well, since I'm the main person who has played Red Dead here, um, I will go ahead and tell you. Yes, the creator creator is really good. Um, it is. It has that problem. Or it has the same thing with the character creator in like a in Fallout 4. And I say that to say Fallout 4's character creator is very in-depth and you can make some you can make exactly what you want in that character creator, but it has a learning curve. And uh, 
And but in Fallout, usually that learning curve, you get the default faces and then you mess with the default face just enough to where you're like, uh, they look okay. And then you go with it. In Red Dead Redemption, all their default faces look a little rough. So you <laughs> so you gotta like because I made a female character, because I do that in just about any game that lets me. So I had to mess with it a little bit to get someone who looks like kind of cute like i actually made a post about this uh when i made my character and i've shared the pictures of it my my grand theft auto online character she looks like a recovering meth addict so... that's hilarious because my <laughs> first thought if i was going to, when i create a character is i want to make blue diamond phillips from young guns <laughs> that's a hell of a choice yeah well you know that's yeah. another part of that game that I actually really like. I was like, oh, they did a good job with the the gang. So I'm I'm expecting that there's like some really good choices in the online part where Ooh. you can really. I'm definitely Is there not. That. I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll, but for the character creator, um, it is instead of it starting like kind of bland and then you making your person look how you want they start off kind of rough and then you got to work with it to make them look like how you want um i've seen some people make some beautiful things I, i've seen some people make some like attractive ass dudes and girls in this game and i'm like wow you really fucked with the character creator a lot to get that to happen um i was not as fortunate but i like where i ended up she like i said she looks she looks pretty cute so i'm happy with it um but for the game itself the thing you might like about it and the thing that kind of turned me off from Grand Theft Auto Online at launch, because I was on Grand Theft Auto Online at launch, and then when I got it on PS4, I only played it a little bit and kind of bounced out. Um, the main thing is the framework of Red Dead Online is just another, it's another story. Literally, there are icons on the map that you walk to, do a story mission, and you can hit matchmaking to you know let people join in on you if you want, but it's literally just another tale in this world. Oh, that's it, awesome, actually. Yeah, it's really crazy. Um, like I'm saying, like there are cutscenes. Literally, the first because it's a tutorial that's set up and tell you, oh, this is how your camp works and online. This is how you whistle for your horse. You name your horse. You get a new horse. You get weapons. They show you how to do all the customization and everything. That that tutorial is single player only, and you go through that tutorial for a good hour, maybe hour and a half, depending on the pace. And then that's when the world opens up to you. It is that story based. Wow. I so, yeah. love that idea. So, yeah. So, I, it's kind of that matchmaking like Destiny or Division had? Um, yes. It, it, it's kind of like that. Um, I will say, though, when you're just out in the open world before you're in a mission, it's the same as uh, Red Dead Redemption 1, where players are going to be just all around the map doing whatever they're doing. Um, and they can come up to you and shoot you at will if they want to. Or okay. they can, or they can walk up, and uh, your character cannot speak. You're a mute, just like in Grand Theft Auto Online. But you have emotes, so the same thing that you do to the same uh, combination of buttons that you would hit to, you know, hold the trigger and interact with an NPC. They give you emotes that kind of fill that gap. So there's a wave emote, and if you wave at an NPC, they'll say hi back or something. And um, I, I haven't tried any of the other emotes on uh, on NPCs, but there's like a at like you're shooting a bunch of people emote there's a there's a oh brother where you like head face palm yourself emote um <laughs> i haven't i haven't tried out to see if those do anything crazy with npcs but yeah you can interact with npcs a little bit like in the game maybe not as extreme but you can mess with them too um and yeah and also unlike the first red dead redemption 
um, the lasso works. So you can lasso people if you want. <laughs> oh, really? That's awesome. Yeah. And it's really it's really crazy because people just run around the map and just lasso you in the middle of you doing something. I actually haven't been griefed that much. Let me say that up front. This Some of this is going to be other people's stories. But yeah, the lasso works in the game. You can lasso people at will. And if you get lassoed, there is like a you know little uh, button prompt where you just like tap the button a lot and then you'll break free eventually. So it's not, you know, you're not screwed you're not over. Beat. Exactly. It's not just a win button to disable people. But yeah, it's uh, it is really good. So that's that's basically the main world. You have your story missions on the map. Also, the stranger missions from the main game, those make their way in here, too. But it's a little bit different because um, the story missions are, you know, something a little bit more guided where you're going to one direction. You have a, a extended shootout. Usually there's like a, a, a stronger enemy that pops out in the middle somewhere. Um, and those are your story missions, but for the stranger missions, it's going to be something a little bit more incidental. It'll be, Hey, rob the stagecoach, bring it over here. End of mission. It's going to be, Hey, uh, I, Hey, these guys stole something from me. Can you go over there and you shoot out a small gang hideout? And that's the mission It's something really quick like that. But, um, because another thing that comes back from single player, the honor system is in multiplayer as well. Oh, so it rewards you if you just go around killing people you will literally get a, a little pop up on the corner in the same spot that says murder and bad honor the and it has the bar at the bottom and everything so for these stranger missions you can choose missions that are either going to be honorable or dishonorable um for example uh you might remember without saying um anything about him him in single player you might remember sean from single player mm-hmm he he is in this game he is he's not like a main character but he's one of the strangers you can just like run into and most of the actions he asks you to do are like dishonorable things like he asked me to rob a stagecoach and I, uh, he asked me to rob a stagecoach and bring it back to him so he can get the rewards and i decided not to accept the mission because it literally has a bad honor thing right there on on the prompt before you hit it so it's uh it's really cool how they're incorporating these single player aspects in the multiplayer. Now, do you get bounties put on you if you're very bad, or is that not in there yet, or not going to be? You know what? I haven't seen a full on bounty system. That is something that um people have it been would, yeah. It would make sense. Yes, it would make so much sense. Um, the system that they have now is, uh, if someone's griefing you, if it's the same person griefing you over and over and over again, after they kill you a certain amount of times, you can request to start a duel with them. And then you'll have a separate instance where it's just you and this other person. And it's just one-on-one -on -one. just see oh, how like, many the, kills. like the duel system. Yeah. It's kind of like, okay. think, think, uh, the borderlands duel system, but it's not just in the middle of the map. I think you actually go to a separate like events where it's just you guys on the map okay and then you just kill each other and then whoever wins that they are the winner but that doesn't stop the other griefer from griefing you so if you still continue to get grief they now have a new option where after you win that duel you can just like be invulnerable to their damage for 10 minutes that's okay yeah i mean it's okay. fine <laughs> yeah it's, it's not like the best solution but it's like okay that's like a, a very roundabout way to just make yourself invincible because even Grand Theft Auto had a passive mode. So, you know, yeah, it would be nice if there was a passive mode, but um, I guess like it's kind of defeats the purpose of being wild west. If there's a passive mode. Yeah. 
it would like I mean, take you out of the thing. It would be interesting though, like since it just happened, like, but if you have friends, like you can legitimately like make a gang on there and roll see, around. That's the thing I think is really cool. Cause there was one, cause this is a beta. So rockstar, they actually have like a open forum on their site for people to post feedback and everything. Um, what I saw a really cool idea I saw on the Red Dead Redemption uh, subreddit. Um, I've, I'm not going to remember this guy's username unless I find it while I'm talking about it. But he had this great idea where, as it currently stands, everyone on the map is visible. Like you just highlight over a dot and they'll tell you their online name and you can just go right to them. So everyone just pops up on the map by default. But if they're good honor, it's a white dot. If they're bad honor, it's a red dot. So what this guy suggested, why don't we make it to where if you have good honor, you don't show up on the map at all? And oh, that would make way more sense. Yeah. And then if you're bad honor, of course, then people can just come and find you. If you're bad honor, that kind of and you show up on the map, that kind of takes the place of a bounty system in a way. Yeah. It indirectly, like it just it aims the griefers that are already looking to kill random people. It aims them towards you instead of like punishing the goody. Yeah the goody two shoes people so yeah it's very it's very interesting so yeah. i thought that was a good idea i want to see that implemented yeah the, the big thing i would want to see in that game is for there to be like some sort of in-game ability to make like a formal gang to kind of make like a, like you can it's only maximum of like 10 people and then like you guys have like a gang so that you're like and you can name it yeah I mean, and then that you could maybe share like some items with each other in a way. Like, I feel like there's ways you can play around with that idea because the gangs in the story mode, like the way that they kind of exist, it would be interesting to like do something similar in the multiplayer. Yeah, that's kind of that's an aspect I was hoping was in this because as it currently stands, there's as far as I understand it, there's no way because even Grand Theft Auto Online had crews. That you could like set up and you know you're all in the shared crew and it's kind of like a clan in other online games they don't have anything like that in red dead online as it stands now yeah um, i feel like it, it that's got to be something in the worst because it it makes way too much sense for this yeah. game it I, i'm sure it has to be um mainly because uh well it just makes too much sense since they already have that framework from grand theft auto online and and gangs are such a big part of the story mode too. But I'm betting they're gonna make that like some type of event once it gets added. Because mm-hmm. um, there's nothing more I want than to have all my gang mates. I like I said, here's the idea I keep saying. I want to make a gang. We name ourselves and everything, but we have to use the uh, companion app. And because it's not like Grand Theft Auto where you can just screen print a T-shirt, we have to draw our logo oh. on the. T- on the little phone or tablet app and then we transfer it into the game there and then we have our gang logo and everyone's wearing the same logo that would be interesting it'd be interesting if they like ranked the gangs like you would have like a gang power level of like oh, dude that'd be yeah so that, but if there was like a limit like you can't have a gang of 100 people but if there was like gangs can only be 10 to 20 people but then like you can actually have like gang wars like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it would be real yeah. interesting. Like, you can, like, lock down an area. Well, see, that's what I'm thinking. Because if they do it like Cruise on Grand Theft Auto Online, you can't have just a... Of course, in, in Cruise on Grand Theft Auto Online, there are literally crews with thousands and thousands of people. But, like, in an instance of the online world, you might only get, like, five. Maybe if they're all in a party, you could take over a whole lobby. 
but you know, not probably not more than 10 for most matches, but still you could have those gang wars where as long as y'all are in different gangs or yeah, in different gangs, then y'all could just battle each other. Like, I think that'd be a great idea. Mm -hmm. The the only thing I'm, because I, I feel like there's just a little bit of that leaking into this because to transition out of the like open world stuff in the like match, uh, in the like match made type game modes that they have, they have at least one team based mode where it's like uh, basically think uh, domination if if Call of Duty is your speed um, or conquest if you're talking Battlefield. Um, there's different capture points laid out around the map and you're all fighting for control of it in different teams. But there's like instead of it being one team versus the other team, there's like five, maybe six different teams that they have. And it's all distinguished by color. So you could be on the purple team, but you're called like the bandits and you're on the pink team. And it's like the pinky boys and the orange team is like the coyote somethings. And like, they already have these, mm -hmm. unique, these unique gang names in the game. So I'm wondering, could they maybe use that framework to actually have your gangs be part of it? Because just about every other multiplayer mode is, you know, one person. There's not much other, there's not many other modes that have gang that aren't team based. Like all the other ones are pretty much like Lone Wolf. Um, but yeah, I feel like they, they could use that framework and have some gang battles going on. That is something I'm really like, that is something I want to see. But I don't know how that would, I don't know how that would work. Because in context of the story, the story is like very specific to you. So I don't know if that would conf conflict with the story at all, but also because of matchmaking, they do in the story, they give, uh, you know, they acknowledge the fact that there's multiple people in the game. So mm. I don't know how that will work, but that's just something I'd like to see. But yeah, they have uh, to talk about the match made modes. Uh, those modes are really fun, too. Um, of course, they have the typical. Well, actually, that is the thing. They don't have too many typical modes in here. There isn't a straight just straight up deathmatch mode in here. There's always a twist to the modes. So as I said, with that capture point, there's five capture points, but there's also five teams. So it it tend, it lends to a bunch of, it, there's a lot more chaos because instead of it just being 16 versus 16, um, I think they have, there's two different types of modes. It's 16 player games and then 32 player games. But instead of it just being, you know, a big team against a big team, it's more like, a bunch of different smaller teams clashing at multiple points throughout the map. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah, it is very cool. It leads it leads to a lot of chaos, but that's what makes the game fun. And um, and I, I should say, just across all of Red Dead Online, the gameplay speed is sped up uh, noticeably. Um, like the movement speed is. I feel like the movement speed is like thirty to forty percent faster. Um, that makes sense because you do kind of run like physically run a little slow in the story mode. It makes sense because yeah. you're not really supposed to be running. Exactly. Like in story mode, it is like it's a very slow pace to that one. But yeah, you 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 walk and run a lot faster in Red Dead Online. You uh, even like animations, you still got to like pick up people to loot to loot whatever they have on them. You got to like do the whole animation. But the animations like probably 25 percent. It's either 25 percent faster or they just don't go through the entire animation. Maybe it's just a slower one that they choose. Um, so that's faster. Uh, everything, the, it plays exactly like single player, but it just feels a little bit more uh, pepped up. Uh, it's hard to explain why that is, but that's just the case. Um, 
So yeah, that that is something. But yeah, the match made modes are awesome. I already talked about that uh that capture point mode. There's this one mode where, like I said, this is basically a death match, but the twist is um, let's say if you're getting on a really high kill streak, let's say you've killed 20 people. If someone kills you, they get 20 points instead of one point. Oh. So I like, like yeah, so the the more successful you are in these multiplayer matches the bigger because like as soon as you it's, again get, it's like a bounty system in a way yeah exactly that's exactly how it is it's like a bounty system so the better you're doing um the bigger target you become and not everyone's shown on the map you actually don't show up on the map until you're like one of the top one or two people so it's it's it just leads to that more interesting gameplay so i actually have a match of that that i won recently like very like i got i killed some guy who had like 50 kills and just shot to the top with 14 seconds left I oh wow myself so yeah they have a mode like that and there's another mode that is called uh name your weapon where it basically it fills your inventory with like one of every type of weapon but depending on the weapon you get more points for it so um they give you a repeater if you get kills with the repeater that's one point no matter if it's a headshot or anything it's just one point you get kills with the shotgun it's three points you get kills with the tomahawk that's six points Oh, that's awesome. I would love like a just Tomahawk mode. Dude, I literally, I, I'm probably going to upload this in some way. I'm probably just going to throw it on my Twitter or something. But I went the whole like end of a match Tomahawk only. It was the most satisfying thing I ever done. Because I had leveled up my stamina a decent amount by that time too. And it was just me running up the people and either hitting them with the Tomahawk instantly or them like trying to shoot me and then I'm at like half health and then I like throw the tomahawk and just dodge out of the way. <laughs> and I got I got a good like six kills in one life just using tomahawks only. It's really fun. And then it's also and it also if you're good with like the normal weapons, it kind of balances it out, balances out. But man, if you can do some work with that tomahawk, it is satisfying. And of course, you can pick up extra tomahawks from dead bodies and um and extra ammo from anybody as well but god that mode is that mode is a special one it, it's a simple change it it's kind of like gun game but you're not forced to use I, I don't do you know what gun game is like from call of duty no i actually haven't played call of duty in a while oh okay long story short gun game is uh it's a multiplayer mode in which you start off with like the weakest gun in the game like a pistol or something and then you slowly go up to smgs every time you get a kill you go up to the next tier of weapons so you go to smgs assault rifles long machine guns shotguns you go up and then at the end you have to get a kill with like a throwing knife and then you win um so yeah that is kind of like that but you can use any weapon at any time it's just the easier the weapon is to use you will get uh fewer points so it's a cool balancing act they do with that so yeah, I really dig it. I really, really dig it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm very interested to see how they're going to expand on it. Of course, like we said, they're going to add gangs into the game at some point, and I'm very excited for when that happens. But dude, it's just they. I, I'm so glad that this came after Grand Theft Auto Online did everything it did because. I'm not going to lie, with all these updates that I see for Grand Theft Auto Online, it makes me kind of want to play it because it seems like they keep adding not just cool gameplay stuff, but like more story missions and stuff. But the problem with Grand Theft Auto Online is that they made one game and they figured out, oh, wait, we should put story missions into the game. But they figured that out halfway through. Mm. So at the least frame this will be from the jump because they've learned exactly. that lesson. 
Yes. And because they know that lesson already, all the menus and everything in this game is like very snappy. Um, a big problem with Grand Theft Auto Online is like matchmaking feels like it takes forever. Um, now, this might just because this is we just launched Red Dead Online. It has just come out for the first time. But like in, in, in Grand Theft Auto Online, I feel like everything is so slow. There's a loading screen from when you back out of a match made game, when you back out to the rest of the world. There's a loading screen for it. And it's like, oh, man, I'm tired of looking at the skyline every time I want to go back into the open world. Matchmaking took forever. Like it would literally you sit there for like two minutes just waiting for enough players to populate. It was it was just there was more downtime in Grand Theft Auto Online than uh, than Red Dead Online. Red Dead Online. Sometimes I will be in the lobby trying to like mess with my outfit and guns and stuff, and then the game will already be starting. So it's it's way snappier. I, I say that in a good way. I, I like that there's not that much downtime because then I'm actually playing the game more, and that's the part we're all here for. So. Yes, it's good stuff, man. And of course, you can you can name your horse. I named my horse Charlene after the classic Anthony Anthony Hamilton song. Um, and so, yeah, and you can name your character as well as create them. So it's it's good. Um, it's really good. Uh, I'm trying to think: is there anything else that I am missing? Um, yeah, I mean, for a lot of you listening to this, probably already own Red Dead Redemption. So feel free to pop in and try it out. Another small thing I will say. If you're in the main menu, so you already know how the main menu looks where it's just like story mode, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you, yeah, you can go to online by just hitting the trigger and you're in the online, but they actually have a cool like Netflix style menu that just has all the modes. Like there's one category where it's like free roam and then free roam, but you spawn in this location, free, lo- free roam and you spawn in this location. So you can just go to, you know, hot points on the map. And if you go down to another category, it's like here are all the multiplayer do you want to match make into a story mission? And then the other one's like, do you want to match make into like a death match or something? And that's really cool. I, I think that's just a cool like design thing. Um, oh man, I almost forgot. There's one mode that I haven't gotten to play yet, but it sounds really cool. And I do want to get to it at some point. Um, there's actually, you can multiplayer horse race in this game. Um, and instead of it just that that would be boring if it was literally just horse racing that would be boring but what they do instead instead of them just making you run in one straight line and go to this checkpoint go to this checkpoint there are i think like eight or ten different checkpoints on the map and you have to just ride to all of them before the time limit and you can ride in any order you want and on top of that there are barrels thrown out across the map and if you run over one of those barrels with your horse you get a weapon so you can shoot people and and their horse and that is a big point but here's the twist because it is horse racing you can't there's no lock on so you have to aim so it really brings up the skill yeah it's very hard which is i guess why they did it so you can't just shoot people off their horse instantly but yeah it it sounds like a really cool mode um once i'm like I said, I'm only like I'm I'm like four missions away from beating this damn game. Um, I love it, but god damn it, I just I hate. I'll come back to that, but yeah, um, it's a cool mode. I want to try it out. Um, so yeah, that is what's up. And to finish that thing, I was about to say, I really love Red Dead Redemption story. It's probably one of my favorite of all time. But I hate this feeling of putting so much time into something and still not being done with it. 
I, I, I really like, I like the feeling of, Oh, did it. And now I'm good. But like, Oh man, I've been playing red dead redemption to single player only for like two months now. What feels like two months now, it's only been about a month and some change, but it's a long time and I'm enjoying it, but I'm enjoying it when I'm playing it. But then I stopped playing it. And I think back to the fact that I've been playing this game for well, like probably close to 70 hours single player wise, and I'm still not done with the main story. Well, Good that could God. either be amazing of like how long the story is. Like the story that's not even counting all of the little side missions that are awesome and interesting and different. Cause there's yes. so many, like all like there's, I think I've only done like, two missions with the scientist guy. Ooh, really? So I went to his laboratory. That was the last one I did. Okay. Now I don't know without, if there's more. Without spoiling it, you've been to his laboratory and then you saw you saw his, his creation. Yes. Okay, and then you left. Yes. Go back to I'm that I'm guessing laboratory. there's at least one more part. Yeah. Yeah, go back to the laboratory. That's all I'm going to say. Just whenever you get some free time. Um, but yeah. Yeah, there's, I agree. There's, there's so many Easter eggs in the game, too. Like, there's so many little things everywhere. That is so true. I found my first cheat code in the game, like, literally right before I went to work. <laughs> um, warning, which I didn't know when I first... So I played with the cheat codes, because you can find... I think all of them have been found now. Yeah, yeah. If you Does enter it? in a cheat code, you can no longer save your game. <laughs> oh, Okay, that's important. Yeah, I did not know that, and I played like eight hours, and then there was an update, and I updated it, and then I was like, "Wait, what the? F- wait, 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 what just happened? Like, why am I so far back?" Oh no! Yeah, you poor thing. Yeah, well, it was worth it. Hopefully. Uh, yeah. Like, and the thing is, for most of the cheat codes, you don't really need any of them. The only one that's like kind of useful is the unlimited ammo. Oh, yeah, for some weapons, that's perfect. Yeah. But want to just, like, run around with, like, I don't know, only using the tomahawk. Like, you just will never run out of, like, tomahawks. Ooh, that sounds appealing. I'm going to have to try that out. So I'm going to wait till after I'm done to just, like, start tomahawking people. The only thing that's fun is, like, if you don't want to take the time, you can do, like, all outfits. Oh, okay. Yeah. Actually sounds pretty neat. Yeah, because huh. like at first I was like, oh, I don't want to like go and hunt all the things. Like, oh, it's not as interesting. And then I was like, oh, I guess I have to go hunt all the things because the <laughs> white buffalo outfit is awesome looking. Yeah, I I, I want to try that. I want to go back and get into hunting more. That's going to be my like relaxing thing to do. But yeah, yeah, I literally spent like a half hour fishing and I did not realize it. <laughs> it is the like the most relaxed in cin- cinematic mode is. Like I just discovered like playing with cinematic mode yesterday. Dude, you got that's the only way I like ride my horse. Like I have to be <laughs> in cinematic mode. Oh man. It's good stuff. Yeah, Red Dead Redemption, great game, either single player or online. But to transition into the new segment, people have had some problems with its online. Um, the main complaint people have had is the economy. Um now, I have to explain this a little bit because uh, 
this kind of explain. I have to explain the economy of Red Dead Redemption online. So basically, as you know, in the single player, you get money for just about everything you do. Uh, you can pick up a couple cents off of enemies you kill. Um, but in most cases, people just progress the story, so you can't like sit there and just loot all the enemies like you can in a like you can in a single player. Uh, so you can pick up a few cents off of people. Um, they don't carry a few dollars like in the main game. In this, in online, they only carry a few cents. And you, of course, get money from doing activities and you know everything else. And there's actually treasure maps in online as well. I forgot to say that. Um, in certain, like if you hit to a gang hideout, you'll get to the gang leader and he'll be like, wait, please spare me. Here's a map. And then you can take the map instead of kill him and you get good honor for it. Um, can you take the map and then shoot him anyway? I mean, yeah, you could do that, but I'm pretty sure you'd get bad honor for it. Yeah. Um, it, I feel like it's the game like online is really smart about what it gives honor for. I think it's just rewarding a certain style of play and not just like honorable actions. Cause like I was literally, I skinned a deer or something and it was like resourceful and I'm like, Oh, okay. It, it rewarded me for using the deer and not just killing it, and leaving it for dead. Interesting. That's, yeah. That's pretty neat. Um, but yeah, to go back to this economy problem, so you get money for everything you do in a game, but there's a separate currency called gold. And how gold works is you get, it takes 100 gold nuggets to make one bar of gold. And you get like one or two gold nuggets for every multiplayer match you make. And you get like one or two gold nuggets for every story mission. For every activity that you're in, you get like a gold nugget or two. And if you find a if you find a treasure map, you get like like about twenty gold nuggets just for finding the treasure. Of course, you get money too, but you get a few gold nuggets. So people are complaining about this drip of gold nuggets because gold nuggets you can you can see as clear as day that this is going to be their like premium currency. Like this, the actual microtransaction store is not open yet um, because it is beta. So I think they're waiting on that, but. Yeah, people like the gold is what people are going to be spending their real life money for. And they're seeing just how slow the rates are for gold. Um, there are things in the economy because everything, everything costs money. You can buy most items with money, but there are certain cosmetic items that cost gold. So like there are items that cost like 16 bars of gold. Jesus. And yeah, so that's one thing. But like the drip feed of gold is so slow that, you know, it's it's almost like you have to pay for it at that point. Well, that's video games in the last three years. I mean, yeah, that's true. And plus, I already I already feel some type of way because they've been doing this in Grand Theft Auto Online forever. People didn't really have that much of a problem with it. But because it's the new game, everyone cares. Because they forget. They have short-term memories. yeah. I mean, we got we got the rodent brain. I mean, that's how the gaming gaming industry is pretty much. Um, but yeah, it's just I, I I understand people are upset about you know the drip feed of that. But looking at the items, because I actually went through the catalog the other day once all this controversy blew up. Just about like all the guns, you can't buy any guns with gold. They don't even give you an option. So you have to earn the money to buy all the guns. Um, now I will say. The guns have gone up in price considerably compared to online um, or compared to single player. I mean, um, I remember seeing this one gun. I think it was one of the revolvers. 
in the game in single player it was like $37 online is $337 so wow. yeah there's a huge gap in cost but um they have to give you something to grind for they have to give you something to work for and you unlock a lot of these guns just through progressing anyway um actually unlock the bolt action well, it's the same way in this yeah it's the same way yeah. in the single player game too yeah exactly you get some of these just as you go on but um yeah for almost all of them you're gonna have to pay for um so that part of that is grind for the money part but for all the gold bar items a lot of those are just like fancy versions of something like a lot of people are mad you can't get outfits without gold but it's like you know it's just it's it's an outfit it, it won't end your life if you don't have it there's no competitive advantage to the outfits um and even like people want certain breeds of well all the horses are seem to be money based for the horses, it seems like you can either use gold or money on those and buy them. Um, so you can either grind forever or just buy the premium currency. But um, for a lot of the like cosmetic stuff for the horses, if you want to braid their hair or change the color of their mane or something, um, you're, you're going to have to shell out gold for that. Uh, but those are pretty reasonable. Those are like only like two between two and four bars of gold for things like that. But um, yeah, it's 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 pretty extreme for the grind but uh the thing that i keep saying or the keep the thing that i keep thinking is you know it's a beta they're probably going to adjust these rates accordingly or they're going to leave them as is and just add more ways to earn currency and faster ways to earn currency and maybe like you know some double cash weekends or something like that i'm sure they could do stuff like that to make it a little bit less intense but yeah ultimately it's just people being upset <laughs> about stuff on the internet which is, you know, not a stranger to that. I don't think neither of us are. No, but it's yeah. basically what the internet is at this point. Yeah, just a place to be mad about things. Uh, yeah, I ooh, do I not relate to that fucking quote? Um, but yeah, uh, do you have anything to say on this? I know you haven't played Red Dead Online yet, but yeah, is there anything you want to say on that? Um, I'm going to jump on it. It sounds like it's a ton of fun. And again, it's only a beta, so they're going to be tweaking stuff. And economy-wise, like, that's just kind of what games are now. Like, it sucks in many ways, but, like, this is how these companies make games is these microtransactions. Like, yeah, there, there's not there's not too much writing on it because it is a beta. And, yeah, that's really I just started talking. Oh, wait, were you talking that whole time? <laughs> okay, I was about to say, I was like, oh, wait. Have oh, you no, been I was just out? like, um, um, but, yeah, like, say what you were saying. I'm going to be playing. I'm going to, like, be playing it and. Like, I get the microtrans, like, the issues people have, but, like, that's what games are now. Like, is there any game that's online that does not have microtransactions? Like, it's going to happen for this game. Like, it's... Well, that's not really online. I'm just being a troll at this point. But, yeah, you you are effectively right. There's no... Well, more big-budget type thing. There's no big-budget online title that doesn't have microtransactions of some sort. Especially with this game. Like, they may... I can't even contemplate how much money... They made off of GTA's microtransaction system. Too much money. Because like it was like I remember when I worked at GameStop, like the amount of people that would buy, especially kids that would be buying the shark cards, was unfathomable. And that was just yeah. in like one place. God, yeah, man, they made so much money off of shark cards that they were able to delay Red Dead Redemption Two 
like two or three times and the shareholders were like, all right, that's cool. <laughs> so yeah, Man, it's I, a company that makes two games. Yeah, exactly. That is what Rockstar is turning into. Just wait. I, I'm almost. I'm pretty certain that if they brought back Red Dead, they probably got an idea for bully cooking up. You'd imagine, right? I don't know how well that game works in this new world that we live in, conceptually. Oh, like, oh, because of the political correctness slants and stuff? Yeah, like, just in, like, 2018 or by the time it comes out, like, a 2019, 2020, like, how does a game like Bully exist? I'll tell you what, if they, if they just go South Park with it, and here's the thing, I feel like Bully could only work if they lean, if they make it more T for teen, because the original game is T for teen, but if they keep it that way, and then kids can be like, look, mom, it's this game with no blood, with no gun violence, with no, no hookers in the car that you can pay for. And also it's not like people getting dysentery on the trail. In, I feel in like the they, they could also do it if they made it a, like a period, like an, a period piece, like a nineties or an eighties. Dude, if they made it, just make Bully 2 and it's in the 90s and like, oh, it's just all the it's all the fucking adults from the first Bully as kids in the 90s. Yeah. Or which would be more like to me, shared universe, make it one of the characters from GTA as a kid. Oh, my fucking God. That mm, that would be perfect. They all incidentally went to the same high school or something. Yeah. Like, like we're one of the characters from GTA. Was it six or five? Just make your best friend a mutant. That's just Claude as a kid. <laughs> God, that would be fucking amazing. All right, we're ooh, that I that that could be a whole podcast on itself, man. I need to play Bully. Actually, Bully is one of those games. Bully I, was a really great game. Yeah, I believe it. It's on PS4. It's on sale very often. And, I, and it, just, I believe it's backwards compatible for the Xbox One. Oh yeah, indeed it is. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, gotta pick up that Bully. Shout out to Bully. Um, well, speaking of uh, Red Dead Online's microtransactions, we actually it got announced not too long ago. The Federal Trade Commission, also known as the FTC, yeah, you know me, says it will investigate loot boxes. Um, so, of course, loot boxes have been a hot topic for fucking ever in video games, especially Battlefront. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 is really what like blew it up to the main stage for people to start caring about it outside of games but yeah the fcc ftc chairman um just to read a little bit from the kotaku article on this um go over there give them a click um so of course the federal trade commission is investing is investigating loot boxes a controversial video game mechanic that can allow players to spend real money on randomized goods as you already know um during a hearing yesterday um, this is from uh, Wednesday of this week, so a little bit before this recording. Um, during a hearing yesterday, FTC Chairman Joseph Simmons addressed a New Hampshire senator who has recently spoken out about loot boxes during her turn to ask questions at the hearing. He cited a report by Great, Brit Great Britain's Gambling Commission that found 31% of children in the country had one point or another paid money to open a loot box as well as moves by Belgium, Japan, and other countries to limit how loot boxes can be used in games. And so basically, they're looking into it. That's basically what they're saying. Um, so uh, do you have anything to say on this first? Because I got a little bit of something to say. Mostly what I would say is, I, I guess it's cool that they're looking into it. Nothing's going to happen, especially from like old-ass people who don't 
know what they're even looking at. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's that's kind of where I come at. Like, how do you how do you even explain to probably a 60, 70 year old man what a loot box is in a video game that they can't understand? Yeah, that's my thing. They're either it's at that point it's all preconceived notions. It's all gonna be like, who cares? It's all a video game, or hey, this is gambling. <laughs> like it's either gonna be one extreme. It's gonna be I don't care because I don't know, or it's gonna be I heard this is gambling. Protect our children. Like mm-hmm. that's that's all this is gonna be. I feel like, and also, um, I mean, what is it? the ESRB? Is the I mean that's the organization that represents games in legal matters like this so i imagine ftc is just going to talk to them about it but man i i really do feel like because this is all the result of hyperbole i feel like from the video game from video game communities more than the industry itself but yeah well it's not like there's not actual blind box things in real life so what's the difference yes that's the thing it's it's very much so like a pokemon card or like a uh like any collectible trading card game like i doubt anybody was screaming about pokemon when that was the craze before the te- before the games no, you know before pokemon baseball cards sports cards yeah like, yeah forever anything that's a blind thing. item yeah yeah so like i guess the only thing they could try to look at is to see that there is a fair way like the kind of digital because they do have to do some of this with and this is kind of going like stretching uh, a bit like with mm-hmm. casinos and like digital games in yeah. casinos, there has to be some sort they have to show a formula where there's like a certain percentage of things will pay out. Yeah. So they should like, that's the only thing I could see coming out of this is that these companies have to like present at some point, like a spot inspection, like which will never happen, but that they have to prove that there's like a kind of ratio that they will pay out these high end items. Yeah, I like that idea. I actually think that's something that should happen. Like it's that's just like allowing people to be an informed consumer because if you know what you're buying, you can like know if you know what you're buying then you know the odds, so it's not like you're just throwing your money down a hole and hoping for odds to be in your favor. You it'll be looking at you in your face. So I feel like that's like the thing that should happen out of this. But otherwise, it's like, man, okay. Like, they're not going to like completely remove loot boxes as a possibility for games. Like, too much of the industry relies on that type of income. And, you know, it's just I I doubt anybody up there really looks at it as that big a deal, you know? No, the only reason I guess it'll give any attention is just how much money is being brought in. And that's the only time they will ever get their like eyebrows raised. Oh, why yeah. am I not getting some of this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I understand that, but I, I doubt they'll look at the money coming in and be like, "Yo, we want to cut." Because, um, like, how would if if we're talking about the FTC here, how would the FTC get a cut of that? Like, like oh, maybe it's, just... it's like the lobby. I, I mean, in a very like pessimistic government thing, as like lobbyists kind of giving people favors stuff i can definitely understand and see that but i I feel like of everything like video games kind of haven't had any real 
issues in a real larger sense in actual politics besides getting called out for being too violent but then nothing happens yeah we got we got rid of that a while back but um yeah i don't i see i understand the cynicism because i actually have that same cynicism myself because when i heard the ftc was getting involved i'm like oh great we want the government involved with something that always is productive (laughs) yeah look at the camera like i'm in the office um but yeah i so yeah that's how i felt too and i don't it's not that i think the ftc is going to come in and fuck everything up i just i can't see their involvement being that productive oh yeah i can't believe it's more like this is a headline where nothing is going to happen because again these are like 70 year old men reading a paper that some intern wrote for them and they're gonna like just to, if I can see one of these people try to explain what a loot box is in some sort of like open hearing, would it be the most hilarious thing I've ever seen? <laughs> exactly. It would be as good as watching, um, I think it was NBC when they're covering the Thanksgiving Day parade and try to explain Goku, oh, Super dude. Saiyan Blue. <laughs> it just because <laughs> there was that balloon this year, the Funimation, yeah, I that. Balloon, and I was just like, this made my day because. Having to hear, I think it was Al Roker or someone having to be like, he is in his super say and blue god form in the <laughs> new movie. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely gonna be that. It'll just be on C SPAN instead of you know CBS wherever Macy was showing. Um yeah. Yeah, I, I do think that's what ultimately what it's gonna end up here. Um yeah, I I I like I said, I hope they do show those odds. So, you know, because a, a lot of money they make from it is just from whales who just throw their money down the hole. But I feel like the ease, when I say ease of use, I not only mean the fact that, you know, it's easy to throw your money at it because you can make up the stats in your head. So I feel like they need stats. But also, you can, you don't have to go anywhere. If you go into a casino, you're going to a casino. You are already there kind of to spend money. If you're if you're buying a, a blind box for cards or something, you're buying a blind box for cards. Kids accidentally buy microtransactions in mobile games all the time. Yes, so. but at least in like when I think of it, um, like blind box toys at least give you your chances somewhere on the box. Yeah, like they say one in nine and all yeah. this stuff. And usually there is a way like the card companies have to put out the ratio for the cards as well somewhere. So if they, if the game companies were forced to at least put out the ratio of your chances or like the percentage chance, Mm -hmm. I think that would do a lot to quell a lot of the internet crying. Yeah. I think that would be it too. Cause then people could see, Oh, these odds are terrible. I'm not interacting with the system at all. Like people can make their own decision rather than the, Put up with the bullshit, you know. I think that yeah, I just think a little transparency. A good... Exactly, transparency is the main thing I want from this. I don't. A lot of people just have it out for microtransactions in general, and I'm. It's not like I want to defend them at all, but I just don't like most of my games. Just aren't affected by it that much, so I don't even care that much. Um, but yeah, something's gonna happen now. I can. I'll, that seems like almost a certainty because even if the FTC doesn't do anything, which I feel is likely. ESRB knows that they're breathing down their necks. So, you know, maybe that will lead to something happening. Lord knows, I don't know what that something is, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. 
just don't fuck up my Red Dead Redemption online. Um, that's all I ask. Uh, and so uh, the final thing that we have is uh, we have talked about the Game Awards previously. Um, Game Awards news is happening. There's a lot of Game Awards hype just bubbling up. Um, more hype for this show than I feel like the previous shows have had. Um, some of the things that were talked about um one thing is obsidian uh they just got bought by microsoft but they're gonna announce their new game at the game awards so that's gonna be interesting but what seems to be a bigger deal um maybe not in the strictly game sense but the directors or uh the russo brothers who have directed the avengers movies so from marvel they are going to be at the game awards as presenters so uh, that is yeah. Interesting. Because what was the last I would say not counting Spider-Man because that's a Sony thing. What was the last big Marvel game? Marvel versus Capcom? But that's again not even really a Marvel game. Well, are you considering like what's the last big game featuring a Marvel character? Or what's the last game that Marvel's game division has worked on? The like both kind of like which like what was the last game where Marvel like prime like marvel actually put out that they were specifically involved with because they weren't involved with spider-man and they just kind of let capcom borrow their characters for uh marvel versus capcom well i'll say this they're not involved well okay i don't know if the, uh the brothers have been involved in any game but there's only one game that could be uh discussed and that is the uh, Avengers project that Crystal Dynamics is working on over at Square Enix. That is because we haven't heard anything about that in what feels like. Did they announce that this year? I feel like they announced it last year. I don't remember. Now, is this the game? Because mm-hmm. there's been so many games that like have been anna- like sort of teased and that never happened. Because wasn't there like a rumor of them doing an, a new Ultimate Alliance type game? And is that what Square Enix was supposed to be doing? That's what people originally thought it would be, just because the Avengers four-player co-op, that makes sense. But it has since been maybe rumored that it's going to be like a third-person action-adventure type game. Um, I don't know. I have no inside information. But I'm hearing that it's either going to be like a third-person action-adventure type game or it's going to be a games-of-service type thing. Or, or it's both. <laughs> it very well could be both. But I, I keep hearing it's going to be like an Uncharted style as far as hmm. the gameplay is. Concerned. And it would be like a specific character or like several specific characters? I'm thinking that by them saying the Avengers project, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to have to be different characters. Now, I don't know if it's, hey, four-player co-op, each character is accounted for, or if it's going to be like, here's the Captain America story, here's the Iron Man story. I don't know how they're going to do it. But I imagine, I mean, it's Crystal Dynamics. The last, the game they're known for is Tomb Raider. So I, I, it being third person action adventure makes a lot of sense to me. Um, yeah, but that would only work with like a hand, not even hand, like four of the Avengers that we've seen in the movies that people would know about. Be like Cap, Hawkeye, Black Widow, and Black Panther. Because like once you add in somebody that can fly, you really like actually like that kind of style of game doesn't really work. 
Well, you just I, I I could see them being able to modify the controls somewhat because for for Iron Man that's straight up like you gotta like have uh airplane controls for him, but for like Thor, he he more yes he flies fast just like Iron Man, but I think of him more as a levitator, you know. Oh, like that's a- kind of funny because that's an, as a comic book nerd that is not how his powers work at all. <laughs> I mean, I'm honestly I'm I'm pulling from partially the movies and also partially the uh, the Marvel Ultimate Alliance game because yeah. I did play a decent amount of that back in the day. But um, yeah. yeah, in those it's- games, he's always been like I'm like I'm in the air, but I'm not like a speeding bullet. You know, that's what yeah. I think of him. So, so like how his powers work, and this is super nerdy, but it's Please. one of my favorite Stan Lee things. Um, uh-huh. so he always had a problem with characters just flying and not having a, a way to propel themselves. So in his mind, when they, like, you know, all this stuff was Stanley creating people, but like how Thor flies is actually, he whips around his hammer cause it has a wristlet. Yeah. And then he chucks the hammer and then it pulls him. So he's not, he doesn't even fly. It's just him. The hammer's yeah. force is bringing him along. Yes, or if he's hovering in the air, he's spinning the hammer so fast it's kind of helicoptering him. That's it. That is what it is. He yeah. does swing that hammer a lot when he's in the air. So, like, I think even in Ultimate Alliance, if you like show like he's actually spinning the hammer, it's so, like anytime that... you see him like doing anything, the hammer is spinning if he's flying. God damn, that is that is exactly what happens. I'm yeah. not looking at the animation frames, but I just remember that shit. Yeah. yeah, it's like a really goofy character thing, but like, yeah. The original guys at Marvel, specifically like Stan, was like not a fan of just the Superman thing where they, how does he fly? Well, he just flies, but why? Mm-hmm. So that's why if you look at Marvel characters, they all, if they fly, they have wings or some sort of propulsion system. Gee whiz, that is really, that's smart. Yeah. God damn it, I'm gonna miss that guy. Man, RIP awesome. Stanley. He, his best cameo may be in the Spider Man game. Actually, like, got me some heart, like chest feels. Yeah, like, man. Deep in the cockles of my heart. Amen to that. God bless him. He's actually in. Well, he has a cameo in another Disney movie that just came out recently. I don't know if he has a cameo in that new Spider-Man movie, but it looks sick nonetheless. Uh, he wow. already filmed his cameo for the second part of Infinity War. Yes, which I'm very excited so, to see. Yes, and I'm sure that he was in Spider-Verse. Because that's the character that he's like very connected to as Spider Man. Yes, perfect. I'm, I'm sure he's, he's in there too. Been eight before because he was in uh, Big Hero Six. Oh shoot! I I still haven't seen Big Hero Six, and I own that damn movie. I had to get on that. But yeah, I actually I'm pretty sure what I was gonna say. I'm just gonna place my bet right now. I bet Stan Lee is the first person that like disintegrates after they save the world or whatever. I bet he's oh, like the that first would be person. Perfect. But he's like, oh, shit, I'm back. And that's the last <laughs> thing we see of him. That would like be kind of heartbreaking, but also kind of sweet. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. But anyway. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see. Now, here's, here's the, the thoughts that I'm having for the Russo brothers being here. Now, part of me feels like, because it's Jeff Keighley, he, I know he wouldn't announce that they are presenters just for them being presenters. So I'm wondering if they have anything to say, because I'm thinking, yes, the Avengers project is there, but I have a feeling that when they show off the Avengers project, they want their they want some gameplay along with it. 
Now, I don't know if they're going to be bold enough to be like, here's an extended trailer. I can see an extended trailer. I can see like a long trailer that shows a lot of information, but they can't show another teaser. That's no, the thing. The one thing that just popped into my head. So, yes, they directed Avengers, the mm-hmm. Infinity War. Yeah. But before that, they were actually the guys behind the last two Captain America movies. Mm. So if they are there, they are more heavily connected with Cap than any of the other Avengers specifically. That is true. uh, Winter Soldier and Civil War. Hmm. Now I'm interested. You know what? I'm going to be honest. Yes, that is true. And yes, I do feel like they have a deeper, like, emotional connection to Cap. But as far as their, their, uh, how they're looked at in the business side, I feel like now they are the Avengers guys. Oh, they definitely are. But like that style of gameplay would work great for Cap and mm-hmm. or Winter Soldier. So or they Black very, yeah, so or I can Black see them being, yeah. I can see them being consulted for the Avengers game if if it is a Cap centric story. Cause like Captain America had a game, but from what I remember it was pretty mediocre. So they could yeah. they could repair that and then get Black Widow in there and get Yeah, mm-hmm. they yo, they could do something. They could definitely do something with that. Yeah, they could have like it be in but like even if it's not part of the MCU verse, but like the characters that make the most sense are Cap, Black Widow, Hawkeye, Winter Soldier, Black Panther, like all the non really powered people, even though they're like powered, but like the non the grounded ones, like crazy powers. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I could really see that. Now you got me kind of wanting that, but <laughs> um. I got to be honest, though, I think they're not here to talk about any video game. It, besides, I mean, I'm not going to put it above them to be like, yo, just for shits and giggles, Thanos is out in Fortnite again and talk about some Fortnite stuff because that's really the game that they are known for. But um, yeah, I, I think they're going to do something with the next Avengers movie here. Now, now go ahead. I was going to say, it makes sense because it's kind of the one place that Marvel Disney has yet to kind of really attack. What, the Game Awards? No, just games in general. Like, since the big merger. Mm, Yeah, since Since Disney, which again has been years at this point, but since Disney has taken over Marvel, they really themselves have not put out any game. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Well... They haven't put out a game like because here's the thing. I think their new strategy is not to be like we're gonna make our own games in house or at Marvel or whatever. It's to license out their IPs to people who can do do what Rocksteady did with Batman and make an awesome story in their own universe. You know, yeah, like like what Insomniac did. Exactly, and hopefully they don't swing and miss like they did with EA and Star Wars. Yeah, that that was a blunder. But yeah, I know I completely agree with you. I think that's where they would go. And there are a ton of games, like there are a ton of characters I would love to see an Arkham style game for in the Marvel Universe, specifically Daredevil. Oh, dude. Because he's basically Marvel's Batman. You know what? Since they, since I don't think they'll put Daredevil, because the show got canceled, I don't think they're going to put, I don't think they're going to put that darker version of Daredevil into the MCU just for the sake of kids hey who's that and then they gotta watch the show and it's just violence um 
So I, I, I could see Daredevil being the type to get his own game. I could see that happening. Because then they don't have to connect it to anything. They can make it mature for a different audience because it will be a different audience. I could see that happening. And he has a world of so many great characters that fit games so well. Mm -hmm. And then not only that, but you can make it pretty finite too. If they just want to be done with it, you can tell you can tell like a season plus of stories with Daredevil and then have a finite ending as well. That sounds perfect. Mm -hmm. Mm. But yeah, but um, for, uh, instead of that pie in the sky thing, I really do think because I've now I have a little bit of not insider information, but I got some extra information. I was listening to uh, the kind of funny games, uh, their their daily podcast. Um, they were talking about this story. There's rumors that there's like a tie-in comic book to the second Avengers uh, Infinity War movie. That tie-in comic is coming sometime next week, like Wednesday or something. They have so, done that for other movies, so that makes sense. Because um, we still haven't gotten any sort of trailer or teaser. And they're waiting a long... Because we're getting close to six months away mm -hmm. See that's, that movie, so... Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Because because we're so close, people are expecting us to get a trailer or something. Because that tie-in comic is coming, I think we have to know the subtitle by the time that comic comes out. So, I, I it's a question of do we think they're going to show the subtitle and the trailer at the same time? Because they could totally like, like holy hell, they could totally bring the the Avengers Four trailer to the Game Awards and just pitch to that. But I'm a little hesitant to go all the way with that prediction or with I, I, yeah, I, I don't think they'll do that because. I think that they want to save those type of things for their own events, like Disney centric events. But like what what Disney centric event is before Infinity War two and is also going to be like, I don't you know, know, when is when is D23? That's a good question. I can look that up. Um, but because yeah. they because that's why they've been basically pulling out of San Diego, like real hardcore the last couple of years. And slowly kind of backing away from San Diego and New York is because they have their own things. Like, why do they want to announce Star Wars stuff when there's like Star Wars convention, like a big Star Wars convention? Why do they want to announce Disney stuff when they have their own Disney thing? True. And then Comic-Con for all the comic stuff. Yeah. But like they don't even, but they haven't even done a whole <laughs> lot at Comic-Con over the last true. couple of years. They didn't do that much this year, especially because like after Infinity War, they're like, we're shutting up. Yeah. They also yeah. don't need to. Exactly. That's why. Um, but yeah, D23 next year is going to be in August. So, oh, so it's like it just happened. Yes, yeah, so exactly. Because like, like it, if you think about other movies, like not just Marvel stuff, but other Disney stuff, they'll they'll be crazy enough to be like, oh, you want to see the trailer? Watch Good Morning America tomorrow. So like that Good Morning America. Yes, everyone like millions of people watch it. But you think about the prestige of that show. It's like it's not important. Like Good well, Morning America is on ABC. all the time. It, it is ABC. It's their own. So yeah, it's Disney. It's easy to drop it there because they own it yeah. already, I guess. Well, that's what they did with Captain Marvel. They dropped her trailer during ABC during GMA. So they got people who wouldn't watch that show to watch it to see the trailer. That's a good point. So that's why I, I feel like because A, it's the Game Awards, because B, 
if if Disney didn't know that video games are a big deal, they saw all the sales for Spider-Man and they saw it was a big deal. They saw the hype for Avengers Project and they saw it was a big deal. And they saw their competitor in Batman getting all these great games over the last couple of years. I feel like all that together makes them understand that. And plus they're rethinking of how they do their games division. I have a feeling they understand the how big a deal this industry is. So I feel like it would be a good idea because even... If they put this, if they put uh, Avengers four, they put that trailer in the Game Awards. Yes, millions of people will be like, "Holy shit, did you just see that in the Game Awards?" But like, the rest of the world is gonna watch it on YouTube the next morning. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's like the problem with like doing any of those things on those events is because yeah, you're gonna get the audience that's there, but that's not much else. So that's why I think it's more likely a game. Yeah, I mean, I could see it being a game, but I also, I just don't feel confident that they, that Crystal Dynamics has, oh, wait, actually, I think they might. That seems plausible. I'm not going to say why I think this, but that seems plausible. <laughs> um, I, I could see them having something ready by the time Game Awards comes on, but they they can't just do, like I said, it can't be a teaser. They have to show some, like, target gameplay or... Or like give a lot of details about the setting and whatnot. What exactly we're doing? Is this just a Civil War game? Or I I don't know if it's a Civil War game, but you know, just something about setting. Um, that's what I want to see from this. But yeah, I uh, I can't think of anything else. Anything else? Once again, they could very well just announce this trailer on that Wednesday that the tie-in comic comes out, and then you know they go on stage at the Game Awards and are like to celebrate the trailer. Here's some Fortnite skins. I could see that happening, but you know, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. You got any more thoughts on that or are what we said is pretty succinct? Yeah, I think we kind of nailed all of the things. All right. D-O-P-D then. Um, so what's also D-O-P-E is this episode of the Lost Arrow Games podcast. What a shitty segue. Um, Thank you guys for listening to this episode. Um, as you probably figured out by now, uh, Alan had to head out. Um, me and Lou kept it talkative enough, I feel like. So thank you for that, son. What, what am I doing calling you son? You're, <laughs> you, you got like a few years on me, so let me chill. Um, but yeah, so thank you for uh, joining, joining us, Lou. I appreciate the company. No problem. Awesome, awesome. And we shall see y'all, or I guess we don't look at you and y'all don't even see us either. We shall hear from y'all on the next episode. A um, little bit of housekeeping. As I said, Darksiders 3 review is going to be up in the coming weeks. I just got the game today. So be on the lookout for that. Um, I feel comfortable teasing this as well. Um, we're actually going to start going into some video content for Lost Hero Games. So be on the lookout for that. Um, one of the first pieces of content is actually something for me. Um, it is a video essay, and it's going to be uh, a meaty one. But uh, it's, we made a YouTube channel. It will be on our YouTube channel, but you'll also see it embedded in an article that I will post on the site. So you will get a link to that in this uh, in this feed in our episode that we record after that's out. And of course, do be on the site. The link to the site will be in the description of this podcast. So be on the lookout for that. Um, WordPress.LostHeroGames.com, uh, or not games, just LostHero.com. Um, anywho, nope, wait, I said the URL wrong, losthero.wordpress.com. There we go. All right, we all good in the hood. Um, but without further ado, I want to thank y'all all for listening once again. 
and we shall see you on the next episode. This has been the Lost Hero Games Podcast, and we are out. And I have no random reference to make at the end of this episode. So I'll just say adios, Space Cowboy. Hey, yeehaw, but intergalactic, though. (laughs) Peace. Bye. Oh,